welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, hey. And my fellow nerd, Mike Yozipovich. Back in the house. Look at this guy. It's been going to the Cavs game, decided to stop on by. Yeah, you know, hey, hey, Mike, you want to go to the Cavs game? Sure. Hey, how about you come podcast too? <laughs> That's what Matt I and I's plans going to That was the bribe for the uh, the ticket. Yeah, there you, you podcast. go. You, can go, you, you go must do the show. So if you're a new listener, you've only been listening for a year. Uh, Mike is an original podcast founder. Uh, him, Matt, and I, we've been, we did the show for, what, almost two years together? Maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So a year and a half, maybe, or something. Yeah, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Right around there. I mean, I think you probably, you probably, wait, how old is your daughter now? About a year and a half. Yeah, so it's been, but, yeah. yeah. So you, the show's three years old, so you did it for a year and a half. You've been gone for a year and a half? Yeah. Wow. Good Lord. Time flies when you're having fun, Matt. Sure does. We've had a lot of fun. Without Mike. A lot of good yeah. stuff. <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter, though, they wrote, they miss Mike. One guy I saw, he's like, Mike made the show. Yeah. That's pretty that. awesome. Hey, man. A couple of people felt that way. We, really? all, we all contribute. Yeah, we all contribute, some more than others. But a lot of people like Mike. Yeah. Some people said people, Mike was the best part of the show. But as you'll hear today, that it's totally false. Yeah, that's totally false. It's totally false. <laughs> um, so, and I know we teased last week that we are going to talk about rookies. But I think for this show, we talked to Matt, Mike. He's willing to come back to talk about the rookies next year. Uh, for this year, this rookie, rookie class. But we're going to talk about Mike and just talk about like a 2016 recap, essentially. Right on. And get Mike's opinion on this as well. Um, did we even do a recap show yet for us? Uh, I don't think so. We were there every week, so I don't know if we <laughs> felt, if, it, felt it necessary to do a recap. <laughs> and if it is, this is just a redundant show with Mike's opinion. All right. Um, so first thing I wanted to get into, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. is the big, you know, a big th- drop in the rankings of Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. And I've seen a lot of people selling. I've seen people selling for garbage, which is crazy Stupid. to me. Yeah. I actually, I have both of those guys in my, you know, because I'm in two leagues, one with us. The Dynasty Nerds League, yes. Yeah, and then uh, a league that I run. Um, I have DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson. I went 12-1 and one the previous year. It was like the best team of all time in all of fantasy football. And then this year I was 500 and was awful. And it's mainly because of those two guys. But by no means am I selling. Right. You live and die with those kind of guys. I mean, right. those guys, when you build around players like that, and that's the core of your team, when they fail, you fail. And it's safe to say they failed, and they failed drastically. Um, and the reason I want to bring that up is I see people on Twitter selling for, like, some things I see selling for, like, 17 first and, like, a receiver or a running back. And to me, it's just silly after one year of guys like that that you just give up on. That's so silly. They're, they're so young. I just like there's no reason why you tr- you're not going to get a a rookie pick for anything like you're not getting anything better in the draft than those guys and if you do it's it's luck you stumbled into something right or, you're you know, you're hoping to get a guy like this with a, a- 2017 first you shouldn't be right I mean and that that kind of just goes to show you how bad the quarterback play was in Houston for example because. Look at all the horrible quarterbacks that DeAndre Hopkins was successful with, and then they bring a Brock Osweiler, and he's not successful. Yeah, I mean, it shows. I mean, we talked I mean, about he did before. well with Brian Hoyer, and you know, everybody. Right. Yeah, everybody. Right. And that's and that was the key to the proponent of saying why DeAndre Hopkins was going to have such a good year last year, because like, look, they finally got a quarterback they like. Look how look right. how well he did with all these turds. 
Yeah. And now it turns out Brock's the biggest turd out of all of them. I put a poll on Twitter during a playoff game, and it said, uh, who sucks more? And it was a vacuum, Brock Osweiler, and a prostitute. And Brock Osweiler, Osweiler was a clean-cut winner. The <laughs> prostitute came in second, I will say, which mm-hmm. didn't make sense because you think the vacuum would... Well, you I know, voted for the vacuum well, only because I like to clean. You, I, know, <laughs> I was gonna say you only bring a vacuum out like once a week, though, right? I mean, uh, uh, prostitutes out there every day, <laughs> once a week. <laughs> Dust bunny over, over there. But so I would say, like me with DeAndre Hopkins, I literally have no worries whatsoever. Whether he leaves the Texans because they don't have a quarterback and he's not happy there, or uh, they just fixed the quarterback situation, which that should not take long to do because Brock Osweiler is short in the tooth. No, I, yeah, I feel like they're going to address that quarterback situation. No, what, right away, like probably in the first round, maybe second round, Houston yeah. will. They or, need to do something. Or sign somebody right. or trade for somebody. Do you think, now what about Allen Robinson? Are you worried about Allen Robinson? Knowing that his his big stats came from heavy targets and this was this was Brock's, um, I'm sorry, uh, Oh Blake Bortles. Blake, Blake Bortles, yeah. uh, second year. Are you more worried about Allen Robinson? Like, is there a better chance? And I had a good comparison about the receiver that did really good his rookie year, and then all of a sudden he was terrible forever. And I can't remember who that was. Um, I had it written down. And I mean, like Mike Will- Mike Williams, the other Mike Williams, was pretty good his rookie year. Tampa Bay, Mike yeah. Williams? Yeah, there's been a couple of receivers that have come out and had really strong rookie years, and then they've kind of dissipated in the background. Yeah, right. but Allen Robinson is still like a high – Using a baseball term, was still a high prospect. He was a second round pick. Mike Williams had like a, you know, from Tampa Bay. You know, he had I forget what it was, but there were some he had red flags around him. You know what I mean? Definitely, he was a fourth round pick, right? Um, I'm not really too worried about him. I actually having him in my other league, I did try to move him right. uh, I don't know. I would say like right around the bye week they had a bye week like four or five or whatever weeks four and five and i could kind of see the writing on the walls like i was here and my team was kind of somewhat struggling but i was only going to trade him for what i was trying to do and in hindsight knowing what you know now is probably a stupid trade um offer but i was trying to get mike evans because i have Jameis winston uh-huh but by week like four and five you didn't know necessarily like how much of a huge gap there is now between those two guys i was offering something i think i was offering like alan robinson in a second round pick for mike evans and five weeks into the season i don't think that's a ridiculous trade offer i wanted to match him up with Jameis winston well you going know. in yeah because going into the year alan robinson was he's ranked top, higher he's than top five. oh he was, ranked, he was ranked i mean they're higher, neck and neck right. but they're ranked higher i mean yeah. but now you argue like in our and if you go to dynastyners.com mike evans is the number two overall dynasty player yeah. Some will, some will argue that he's the number one overall dynasty player. So right. I guess what I was saying, like at the time, it, it made somewhat sense because going into the season, Allen Robinson was ranked probably comparable. Right. Yes, right. at least comparable. And we so. liked Allen Robinson coming out. So and we're I not, still we're like him. I'm not. I'm, you know, I was only trying to sell be, uh, just so you can get the the quarterback wide receiver sure. combo type right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it goes to show. I mean, some people just they want to panic, and that's and that, that, you see that a lot in dynasty fantasy football where people will have a stud and they fail and they just want to sell short and you're selling yourself short and you're selling your team short because most times nine times out of ten that's gonna come back and hurt you um, and you're gonna regret those kind people, of people people are victims of um of, of the moment like what happened right right now you right. know what i mean like um 
that that's the greatest game of all time. Is this the best ride? This is the best rivalry of all time. That was the best. What everything is the best ever, right? Then, like so every Super Bowl, right? It's like, it's, oh, it's the best Super Bowl of all time. That's uh, the best baseball game of all time. You see it all the time. Is he the best quarterback of all time? So, like, what are you talking about? It, it drives nothing drives me more crazy than the best of all time. Two days after something happens, like the. You know the 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 Clemson Alabama's the best game of all time, and are the um, since now the Packers are on a roll. I was going driving early, listening to ESPN one day, going to the gym, and they were talking on uh, one of the shows about is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback of all time, and it's like yeah, they're hot and on a roll, but it's like you're totally dismissing. Tom Brady now all of a sudden I was like ir- I was so mad it was on the show before Mike and Mike I forget what it well, is a lot of those people say a lot of stupid things right on, on all they those do. major networks it's, drives me crazy because look what it's doing can you sit here talking and argue? like the oh yeah, this guy doesn't right. know what he's doing but but in the same same uh respect but on the flip side you have a bad season and people want to sell so people are a victim of the moment of uh well he had a bad season I need to get rid of him and people like to be a GM they like to make trades just to make trades don't you that, think? Oh yeah, people love to make. They trades, just love to, to do that, right? And that's just—I don't know. To me, both those guys, I'm sitting on them. I feel better about DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, and I always have. I mean, you um, know, I mean, you know but, that. Going back to people who make trades, make trades. I mean, I remember when we first started DynastyNerds.com over three years ago, and then people would get us these like legit trade questions, and I guess it made us feel like, oh, this is the whole reason. I guess we do the podcast and why you have Twitter to help people. I guess some people just don't really know. I mean, some of the people just want to make these trades and make trades. And they don't realize how bad the trade is and or the fact that you're trading just on, like you mentioned earlier, um, an established player for just somebody who has maybe some upside or a rookie pick, not knowing what you're even going to get or you're just hoping on upside when you don't realize at the time you already have what you're trying to trade for. Me, Matt and I talked about it last week about how many superstar players there are in the league. We got the nine. Yeah, there's not many. Nine. Yeah. Nine must like must not trade guys. And one guy wrote back Amari Cooper, because we had Amari Cooper on that list, and he's like, I don't know how you can he emailed me. He's like, Hey, love the podcast, listen to it. I don't think you guys could put Amari Cooper on that list because and he gave me these explanations why. Like one, he wasn't even the best fantasy player on his team, some of his concerning drops. And I said, Okay. I was like, anytime you have an argument, then he can't be on that list. That was our argument. Right. Reason DeAndre Hopkins or did Hopkins make the list and Robinson was off the list, right? Uh, I can't. I honestly don't remember. I think they were. I think we we could make an argument. For, I think we left Hopkins off. And so you're saying you would you would consider trading DeAndre Hopkins? No, I would uh, say like I wouldn't. No, under no. no I, I'd have to listen to the podcast, but he was. He, I think he was. I think he did make the list, but Allen Robinson didn't make the list. But there's only a handful, and I know a third of them was were running backs, and a third of them were over the age of 28. So this goes to show you how many, so many, hmm. we talked about how like so many people think they're trading for these rookie picks and they're going to turn into these yeah, superstars right. when realize there's only nine superstars in the entire NFL as it is coming from every single draft that there was. And most of those actually came out of like the Mike Evans, Odell Beckham's came out of run, one run, one class, right. you know, like the Le'Veon Bell, um, guys like that, Julio Jones, AJ Green, guys like that, that come by, they're older. So Speaking of some of these younger guys, um, I want to talk about some of these running backs with you, Mike, as well, okay. and get your perspective on these guys. Melvin Gordon. You know, he goes from scoring no touchdowns whatsoever his rookie year and then, then dominates the scene, scoring two touchdowns a week, it seemed, in the regular season. Do you think that's sustainable? 
Uh, do you think he is one of those running backs going forward that's going to be an elite running back? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to be elite. I, I definitely think that there is a learning curve for some of these guys, and I don't think Melvin Gordon maybe necessarily grasped what was going on in San Diego at first, and and now when he has, now you're seeing a little bit more of what we saw in college. I mean, I, I like him long term. I, I actually remember um, him coming out last year and, and saying how it's basically taken him a year everywhere he goes. He's like, you know, when I, in college, it took me a year to really get to know the get to know how the college game was before I kind of you know started feeling comfortable. And and the same thing obviously happened uh, in the pros. I mean, he, he took a year to really develop, and and now he, he exploded. I mean, help that Danny Woodhead was out because Danny Woodhead he stole a ton of touchdowns from the guy his rookie year. So that, you know, that absolutely helped. And I believe Danny Woodhead is a pre-agent, so there's no guarantee that he'll be back either. And he's well, coming I mean, off that devastating injury. Well, I guess he's, from from a new standpoint, I mean, Danny Woodhead, they say, like, he's like he's six on schedule. Weeks, he's six weeks ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's doing pretty enough. well, actually. He's doing pretty well in his rehab. But um, also show that San Diego can rely on him to be the guy. Right, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something they'd rather rely on. And, and we could talk about what he did this past year, and there's no reason not to think he's going to be better next year. Just right, because I, yeah, have, once Keenan Allen comes back, I mean, we'll talk about him and we'll talk about so Tyrell Williams. We'll jump in here to a receiver too. So you have Melvin Gordon, Tyrell Williams. I mean, Tyrell Williams showed that he could step up in the in, yeah, right. in into that ability, that big, strong receiver. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, well, it's because Keenan Allen wasn't there. Well, that's fine. I mean, Keenan that's Allen part, wasn't there, yeah, but that, that showed you that he he could be a part of it. Right. And if if you're staying consistent, there's no pro. There's no promise Keen Allen's going to be here next year. We're talking about two years in a row that he's been lost for the year early. Right. So there's no guarantee on that. So you'd think with Melvin Gordon, with the emergence of Hunter Henry, you got Tyrell Williams there. You got Keen Allen coming back. That's a nice offense with Phillip Rivers. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, Melvin Gordon is in a better spot than Todd Gurley. Oh, oh tremendous. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Tremendous so, spot. Yeah. I mean, how I, disappointed are you in Todd Gurley this year? Totally disappointed, and I think a lot. I mean, I think, but obviously the talents there. It just, I mean, that's pretty blatantly obvious. But it's the the team's terrible. If you could take, and I don't like, I don't like golf. I don't, you know, I think their line's not good. You know, everything everything about about the team's terrible. Yeah, everything about the team is terrible. If you had to take Melvin Dynasty right now, if you had to take Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley, who are you taking? Melvin Gordon. Matt, who are you taking? It's close, but. I'm probably taking Melvin Gordon. Just I mean, yeah, it, it's close. It's not, but I just just because I situation. I, I know what I'm going to get out of Melvin Gordon for the next few years. Whereas it, in Todd Gurley, that they might have to rebuild that team a little bit more before he starts getting going. Which is right. weird. That's what sucks about if you're a Todd Gurley owner, you really can't sell because you're selling too low, and there's no sunshine around the corner. It's not like all of a sudden this team's going to change drastically next year for Todd Gurley. Everything's just going to open up for him. It's not. It's not going to be that way. Well, so I mean, he's going to go through one more year at least of everybody focusing on him, and that's the problem. Everybody focuses on Todd Gurley because it's all you have to focus have no on. No wide receivers and no quarterback. None. Right. No I mean, O-line. Their tight ends didn't emerge like that we were kind of hoping. I yeah, mean, I mean, if they get a couple, bit, you know, if they get some O-linemen in there, I mean, obviously they got um, Lynn from Buffalo. who they, That was a run-first offense. So I, I think they're going to try to run the ball, which is, is decent for his value, but I'm just not sure how successful they're going to be. I felt like they tried to run the ball this year. And it was just a complete failure. So, I mean, yeah. And again, his, his inability to catch the football is just a complete downer, honestly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so, yeah, Melvin Gordon, I mean, I, I believe he's a long-term asset as well, right. which is nice. Definitely for somebody that you probably could have bought low on. We told you not to sell high. Well, I don't remember in the beginning of the year. I'm like, hey, this is somebody you might want to sell high on because 
of right now he's at peak value. And then by the end of the year, I was like, no, do not sell high in this guy. I mean, couldn't you see? I mean, I could see Melvin Gordon leading the league in rushing one year if he stayed healthy. Yeah, it doesn't. That would never. That wouldn't shock me. I mean, if I mean San Diego's probably going to focus in the first round in the secondary. Um, I see them going safety somewhere on those lines. But if they can, if they focus on the O line too. That offense, agree. I can see him doing that because he's so explosive. Or he has that ability too. You know what I mean? Uh, he showed they can catch the football this year. He does have that ability. Again, if Keen Allen can stay healthy, I mean, it's going to be tremendous for Melvin Gordon because there's no way you're going to be able to stack the box with those three offensive weapons. Even make Travis Benjamin a little better out the slot. If you yeah, think about that, I, the thing is, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence that Keenan Allen can stay healthy. But on on paper, if you write it down between um, Keenan Allen, Williams, uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Hunter Alvin Henry. Gordon, Hunter Henry, Philip Rivers, I Tony mean, that, Gates, that, that, that's uh, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah, fantasy value wise, this one like that's an offense offense that you want. I mean, that's yeah. right up there with like that Green Bay offense with all together. And um, Rivers is just one of those guys, you know, something they're around the league so long, but he'll he'll play for, you know, for a while, you know? I mean, I think that offense is solid. When he has good. those weapons, he's always solid. Yeah. Um, what about Jordan Howard? I know we got a lot of flack about Jordan Howard when we did a rookie redraft, and we didn't have Jordan Howard that bad. Um, for a rookie running back, that rushed for over 1,000 yards, was up there in fantasy points, averaged over five yards per carry in that Chicago offense. What are your thoughts on Jordan Howard? I, I mean, he... D- is it me or I mean he seems like the the heir apparently he's the guy moving forward I I don't see why, any reason why you wouldn't love him yeah I, don't, I moved him know. significantly up in my dynasty rankings too and, and I don't know why I don't know what it is I don't have like this feeling in my gut that Jordan Howard's a long term solution you don't think that no and, and like it's not even anything that he's done and I don't know if he just falls in that category of I, a, I think a player that, that you just don't like really get on board with it's just hard for me to buy i don't know why what it is because every time he runs he does he does well like he's he's a really good fancy he's a top five fantasy running back i mean he's pushing i mean he's had plenty of games over 25 points you know this he's year a stud. 30. yeah i so don't you like him long term as yeah, a long-term i think answer? so i think like i undervalue what... jordan howard i think so because i feel I mean, like if I had jordan know, howard i'd be selling and trying to get a good really good pick out of it I'm, I I think you know my feelings. I'm not extremely high on the guy okay. either. I know he did well this year, but I'm, I'm not sure he's like. The but doesn't the writing on the wall seem like that he's the guy moving forward? Like you know, um, I don't know because I mean, I've seen so many running backs that the, the, you think those running backs are going to do well, and then okay. fall in the year they don't do as well, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And the fact that Chicago is so worried about their running back situation all in the off season, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess know. I guess we'll see. You know, it it'll paint a much better picture once we get through some of this draft stuff and see uh, see what they do, how they address. And the like position. what? And I mean, it's hard to argue against him too because he had Matt Barkley back there and still doing it. Right. They're they're most likely going to lose Alshon. They lost Jay Cutler. The whole offense that offense is going to be in shambles. You yeah, I mean, Kevin I guess White's I guess, big unknown. Right. I guess based on on those things, yeah. Then they're they're yeah. If right. you could focus on him a little bit more, and does it hurt? Yeah, yeah, that probably is a deterrent for him. So, yeah, I guess maybe you're right. I mean, I'm not, like, super in love with him, but at the same time, like, I... You wouldn't I, be selling. No, but based off of what you're saying, yeah, they have Matt Barkley. What are they doing at QB moving forward? They're losing Alshon Jeffrey. Kevin White is the question mark of all there, questions. And there's always... So, yeah, maybe, the, maybe it's just going to be like, hey, you just stack the box and you stop them, and the Bears are going to be the second-worst team in the league behind the Browns. And it, and it literally falls Again. into one of those categories of... <laughs> There's always those players that come out of like all of a sudden they have this really good year, right? And you're in this predicament. You're going, 
okay, do I, you're, you're either one of two things. Oh man, I got to sell this guy while I can get out from him. Or people are giving you offers like, dude, I can't sell him. This guy's isn't, he's, he's the next, uh, Le'Veon Bell. What are you talking about? I can't sell uh, this guy. I wouldn't sell him. You're, you're holding. Yeah, I'm holding. Matt, would you hold? You'd sell, right? I'd sell him. But what, for, for what though? A top five. I mean, I'm just curious. Pick. I don't you know want a top, I don't want a top five rookie. Or pick. what do you, what would you, if you had him and, and maybe you don't know, maybe I'm throwing it off, you know, catching off guard, but like, what would you expect in return if you were a Jordan Howard owner? Uh, I mean, at this point, you definitely get a high first round pick if you're just talking picks. Yeah. Um, so maybe this year it'd be worth it. Yeah, that's that. I mean, this is the kind of draft I would I would want to flip him for. You know, like I'd a, want see, I'd want pick like like I know it'd be really hard to get the top four like in the top four, but I'd I think I'd be okay with pick five in this year's rookie class. And I feel like once I start dropping down a little bit, but like I said, we'll see as these running backs really start to jump the charts mm-hmm. here. I feel like I'd be getting good value there. But, but that, that, I mean, that's coming from a guy that's like not a, a believer in him. True. So, you know? Yeah. Okay. Totally contradicts what we were talking about earlier. It's like, oh, why would you sell for take a risk of something? I guess, right. but you said, I don't see the long-term value there, so I'm just shooting for a longer-term value. What about, like, speaking of long-term value, a guy that only has one knee, J.H.I.? One knee. Yeah, I mean, like, I was pretty, you know, we were kind of talking about him before the podcast, and, you know, you brought him up, and I'm just, like, kind of indifferent. I mean, he's all right. You know, he's had a couple games, but, like, you guys brought up you don't see him as the long-term solution, and I can see that as well. Which I mean, is weird. It's a guy that ran for over 200 yards three times this season. Yeah. I mean, he had a phenomenal – I mean, all, all his elusive ratings. Every, everything when you look at it, like top running backs and all the ratings, like J.J. is right up there. And, again, he falls in that category. I mean, in the beginning of the season, we were harping, hey, you know, you should have traded this guy while you could because now you can't. And now all of a sudden, he busts out the last half of the season. is like one of the top fantasy running backs in the world. And so where do we stand today in 2016, the offseason? Here we are in the offseason. I feel like, again, you should be able to get really good, a really good return on J.H.I.E. I'd sell. I, I would sell as well. He's a guy, listen, I, lo- I liked his talent when he was coming out of yeah. Boise. Yeah, like, me too. I mean, I remember, I remember we talked about him well, like early, like right. at this point. Right, absolutely. Uh, in January, like of his of their rookie year we had him as i think i had him like at that point like the number three running back at the time sure sure yeah he was pretty high and, yeah. it, and it came back that his knee was really messed up and yeah degenerative. All, yeah he has a degenerative thing going on with his knee that he's not going to be a long-term answer for anybody you know once he gets through this contract I, i'd be really surprised if he got any kind of good con- contract anywhere like true so, definition of hashtag two to three so i mean literally you probably got two years left and it's a ticking time bomb it could go at any time at best. So you right. probably got two years best of JJ. So so could you say if your team is good, you kind of just like hold yeah. out? If you're, and just, if you're you know, sweet. If it's helping you, you, you he's helping you. You, you ride it right. ride it until the wheels fall off. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're, no, yeah, if you're nowhere close, this is a great opportunity to sell high for JJ. Yeah, because then you can get like, I mean, I feel like JJ, you might be able to potentially come over with that number four overall rookie pick, which would be stellar. Oh, uh, that would be, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. What about um now a guy that Mike, you and I were big on coming out or at least matt hate him yeah and then he came around just a little bit and then he jumped way back where he was kelvin benjamin yeah disappoint i'm disappointed you know what i mean disappointing year it, i mean it really hurt me in our dynasty nerds league did he break up with you oh the dynasty nerds league i thought it hurt you physically yeah, no it just, yeah, like he just you know I, he started off strong and faded Faded. And yeah, he started off strong as in week one he started off strong, and then he uh, did nothing else the rest of the year. two weeks he did really well, and then had nothing. In the middle of the season, all the way through, it was just terrible. I, he was unreliable. I think he's done. I think he, is, I, I think he almost holds no value, which is crazy That's, to say. 
You're, no, you're, okay, you're not, team not, extreme not, always. Not, man. Listen, man. I have him. <laughs> no value. I, Get out. Okay, he has him. value. I, obviously, I have him in my rankings. You know, he's ranked. He's, he, I mean, he had he the same value. amount of points as DeAndre Hopkins this year. Yeah. But yeah, they did, actually. I mean, you that's know. That's fake. That's fake. I, I, Depending okay. on your scoring system, but what we go by. I right. mean, you know, so he me holds no he, value. So me, I, okay, okay. I, let me take, I, I retract that. Of course he holds value. The, the me to say that is really stupid, yes. So it's not. Uh, I just said that out of. I don't know how I said why. I don't even know why I said oh, that. Because you're, you're on team extreme. Man. So you're, he does have value. But okay. to me, he, when I mean no value, like, in, to, like if I had it on my team, he'd be somebody like I have to get rid of. Like he wouldn't even be somebody like I want to get rid of. Like I would have. Like I'd go into the draft like, okay, I'm trading Kelvin Benjamin this offseason. All the way into the rookie draft, I'm going to put offers out there, offers on there. And whenever, by the time I get to the draft, if I don't get one I like, I'm taking the best offer I could possibly get for Kelvin Benjamin, which might be probably, a, in this draft, probably like a mid-first you probably can get for Kelvin Benjamin, mid to late first. Yeah, I like it. It's one of those things that the Panthers were really up and down and mostly down all year. They had a horrible know? year. Yeah. So it's kind of like what it was. I mean, at the end of the day, they still have Cam Newton, you know. Um, I, 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 I'm definitely like my arrows down. I'm really negative on him right now. I, you know, I would definitely include him in any trade, you know, or I would feel offers for him or, I, you know, come draft day, he could definitely be a guy that I would want to trade. However, I'm not. I I could see the Panthers having a bounce back and being good again, and maybe they write the definitely ship. The, you know, the, a good running back in the draft. But here's the and here's why: is all the concerns that you had about Kelvin Benjamin, they, none of them were there. Pretty well. Okay, his rookie year, he dropped fifty percent of his balls. All right, so that is that was a concern. But he was producing in the red zone, which we thought would be his optimal right position. But a lot of the, every all his other concerns, just about concentration, drops, route running. Um, separation. A lot of those came into effect last year, so it was like more con- like the rookie year was already. I was already concerned after the year with the fifty percent drop rate. I was like, okay, that's bad. Like that's really bad. Like you only produce because you were just heavily targeted. And after last year, I could see the Panthers going, hey, we need help at receiver. When Ted Ginn's your number one receiver, it's like we need help at receiver. I could see Kelvin Benjamin fading, and, and mostly getting to the point where. I want to sell now is because I don't think there's a long-term good solution for Kelvin Benjamin. He's one of those players I see when his rookie contract is up, they won't resign him because they feel like he won't be worth the money that he wants. He goes somewhere else. He fails. I'm, I just feel like I've seen this and read this book and saw this movie a thousand times. I mean, for the, the majority of the time, the guys are players are the best when they stay on their their original team and the system that made them good. Yeah, if Kelvin Benjamin goes somewhere else, I mean... Ugh. You know, yeah, it would be probably scary. He leads my it, list of players I try to sell this offseason. Yeah, no, I, I can them. I can totally see that. I mean, from my perspective as being a person that has him in our league, I, I, I still see there is a glimmer of hope that maybe he could have, a, you know, the Panthers in general could have a bounce-back season, and he would be part of that. Like somebody, I mean, I'm not, like, 100% sold. I definitely, for example, DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson, I'm way more high on than... Kelvin Benjamin. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, that's a completely different story. But what if you like you were talking about like a guy like, so say somebody offers you pick one seven for Kelvin Benjamin, right? Somebody, somebody that made the playoffs, but were the first one out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like how we do it. Our rule in our league is, you know, the top six teams make the playoffs. The people that get eliminated first to play for that six, seven spot. They actually, the winner of that game gets a higher draft pick. It's a, it's a good little rule to have in your sure. playoffs when you keeps have six it competitive teams. there. And yeah. So sure. people don't tank for the, the pick. 
But say right. you have the six, say you have the seventh pick, right? And somebody offers that to you for Kelvin Benjamin. You know, most people are like that's not worth it for Kelvin Benjamin. I don't want a seventeen mid round pick for Kelvin Benjamin. And you can get a guy like maybe John Ross or Alvin Kamara, you know, or Joe Mixon or OJ Howard or something. Or an OJ, yeah, even like an OJ Howard. We can get the number one like, for sure. You think you'd be able to get OJ Howard like the right. number one tight end? Do you think that's fair enough for a guy like Kelvin Benjamin? Uh, would you rather? There's that's a lot of ri- there's a lot of risk, man. I don't know. Rub- I think these aren't I mean, guaranteed. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, at least you have two years of tape on Kelvin Benjamin. You know, from what you've seen to Kelvin Benjamin, is it worth the upside of a guy like John Ross? And when John Ross, if he goes in the first round, of NFL picks goes to a good team because he's probably going to fall in the first half of the first round if he does go somewhere like that. Is it worth the gamble of somebody like him could be somewhere potentially like the next Brandon Cooks? Uh. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I would do that personally. No? I don't okay. know. I, I mean, maybe after, you know, when, when we're down closer to draft day and you start really like narrowing in on the guys that you want, possibly. As of right now, I think I would just pass on it. I, I would, yeah. Okay. All right. What about another guy on a different spectrum? I think you have this guy on your team, too, Jameson, Jameson Crowder. Um, yeah, actually, I traded him in my one league for a first round pick. You traded Jameson for yeah. a first round pick? Mm-hmm. What, do you know what pick it was? Uh, like one eleven, what it turned out to be. The team was trying to win. Uh, he had an injury, or I think it was Alshon. He had Alshon, and he went down. You know, with the suspension, suspension or whatever. Right. And um, he was hurting for another wide receiver, and Crowder was doing well, and he wanted to try to win some money. You know, so I traded him. I have I had so much depth; it doesn't bother me. I do like Crowder, though. I think I like it, Crowder. Going. I mean, forward. he's somebody that I you know. I mean. And go back and check the tapes. That's the one I like. Yeah, I think from, he falls in that category. When we're talking about like the Brandon Cooks kind of category, I think he falls right into that where you know Deshaun Jackson's probably gone. Yeah, Eric Garcon's right. probably gone. They have uh, Josh Dotson coming back next year, who they hope to be their big play receiver too. But I think Jamison Crowder, for fantasy like relevance wise, maybe not one of those guys that's like an NFL Pro Bowl receiver, but like a Pro Bowl fantasy receiver. He's going to be there. They're probably their de facto number one next yeah, year. Both those yeah, guys you're absolutely leave. right. Josh yeah. Dotson. I mean, for all and intents and purposes, next year is going to be his his rookie year. Yeah, because he didn't get on the field. I mean, more than a few plays here and there, and then his Achilles, you know, injury flared up, and 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 he was been sidelined the whole year. So, I mean, Jamison Crowder has been doing really well all year this year. I mean, the guy is just a stud. He gets open. He catches everything. He. he once he gets the ball in his hands, he's he's, he's dangerous. So I, I I really like Jameson. Out of, yeah. that, out of that trade, like if you offer me right now, Jameson Crowder or one eleven, like if I was sitting at one eleven, I'd take Jameson Crowder. I mean, if you offered me Jameson Crowder, I'd, I'd take him over Calvin Benjamin to be honest. But I, just, I'd want ja- I think I'd want Jameson Crowder over Calvin Benjamin too. That's just me, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, I th- I think at the very least you're coming away safe out of that. You right. know what I mean? Like you're coming away with somebody. Yeah, you're probably you're, who's going to score. Gonna, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I could see that argument. I mean, I'm. I do like I like them both, but whatever. You, you trade them away. You don't like nobody. Uh. <laughs> Shipped them. <laughs> hey, J- hey, Jameson, I like you. You're a great player on my team. Now get out well, of here. Oh, eleven, the eleventh overall pick. Hey, the, way, the way my team was was made up, it I didn't need another receiver. Like I can, you know, right. use other you can positions. Sacrifice I right. can sacrifice it. I will not miss it. No, yeah. When we talk about that too on a podcast, where if you're sitting there and you have an over depth of players, if you have six really good receivers. And you know, four of them are pretty much the same production wise. You do what Mike did and you you sell it for a pick. It doesn't matter what first round pick it is, because he's most likely never gonna start anyways. 
And even if you did start him, you have somebody else that could just fill in those shoes and get you the same amount of production. Anyways, sell it you, and attack a weakness, man. Yeah, you go for the upside. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. You sell for was, that spot the for plan. the weakness. So you have six receivers, you sell them. Maybe at the 11th pick, maybe you can get somebody like we mentioned earlier, OJ Howard. Okay. And you boost your tight end spot. Maybe right. you get a quarterback or obviously a running backs. We all need running backs at all the time. You always, um, those guys are so many injuries, so many different things. You always need running backs. And just so many not good running right. backs. Right. I mean, so they just, come and go. I mean, the game's so different than it was 10 years ago, man. I mean, look at where football. we're at. Like, week 11, most of the guys you're starting are like guys that are like, you, they're not long term solutions. They're just fill ins because of injuries. Right. And you know, that's you're, why you need the depth. You're playing them. So you, need, you need that the depth. depth. Um, you mentioned Alshon earlier. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Alshon? I mean, uh, Matt yeah. hates him. Matt thinks he's a turd. He thinks he's he, he's a poop sandwich. All of the above. He wants nothing to do with him. He told me he'd give me Alshon for a first round pick. I said I'd do it. Then I never did it. Right. I don't hate him. I was just willing to get rid of him for first round draft. He pick. hates him. I don't hate Alshon. He hates him. I just think he's a fat tub of goo that he's got lazy once Brandon Marshall left. He was lazy before Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall whipped him into shape. Brandon Marshall leaves. Alshon gets fat and lazy again, starts pulling everything, his hamstrings, all these soft tissue injuries, and I just think he's a lazy dude that's not going to make it. And he's going to get paid, and then he's going to be lazier, right? Exactly. I mean, that's a I'm, that could very well happen. You know, I'd just like to see where he goes before I make a, you know, make a decision on him, I guess. So I mean, just, just say, for example. He goes to San Francisco. Then no, no, I want nothing to do with him. But say he goes to New England because something hits him that he wants to win a Super Bowl, and they—I don't know. I'm just—I'm just saying. I'm just Alshon's going. I'm telling. I'm calling it right now. Alshon's going to the highest bidder. Oh, right. He absolutely will. But I'm just using that as an example. I mean, there's definitely. I I could go either way depending on where he goes. I can see him going to Baltimore. I can see him going to San Francisco. I mean, if you Um, went to Baltimore, you don't think that's a good fit? It's a good fit. Uh, Eh. Washington, maybe, with all those receivers leaving, maybe, possibly. Yeah. I'd, be su- I'd be surprised if he went to Washington. But Probably. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem. What, what do you think his value is in the dynasty community right now? I mean, I bet people are down on him. Huge. Yeah. I mean, so would you say buy Alshon right now or sell? I mean, you could, probably get, like, you could probably get him super cheap like, or cheaper. But what do you think? Like if, so you have Alshon. I come to you right now. I'm like, hey, dude, I'll give you. I have the second pick in the second round. Give me Alshon. You'd say, hell no, right? Wait, if if who do I have? You, I, you have Alshon Jeffrey. Right. I come to you. Uh-huh. I say, Mike, hair's looking good, man. Yeah. Feeling good. Uh-huh. Uh, really like your team so you're over there. Me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, wife looks great, by yeah, the way. Kid nice. looks so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, hey, Alshon, man. But, you know, Brandon Marshall was there. Uh, Brandon Marshall left. <laughs> uh, Matt on the podcast was talking like, this guy's just a poop sandwich. I, I'm 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 thinking about becoming a garbage collector, so I have the second pick in the second round. I how, how about you give me I Alshon? Do that. I'll give you the second pick in the second round. You could easily get uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky there. <laughs> I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I no? wouldn't I wouldn't do that either. In fairness, no, you were offering me a first round draft pick on a on a team that you weren't okay. going to the playoffs. So we all agree it's not worth a second. So same story. I come back, right. Mike. Mike. Okay. Back to the Kelvin Benjamin offer. Listen, I need a receiver. You still look great, but I need a receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming here to mess around. I had the seventh pick in the draft. I just, I just I was bouncing the playoffs because I didn't have a receiver. I need Alshon on my team. He's going to sign somewhere great. I'll give you pick one seven for Alshon. Let's make a deal. I, I like I if if he wasn't a free agent, I would say no. Okay. I mean, you don't know where he's going to go. So like, if he went to San Francisco, I would probably trade him. 
So, I mean, you're because I don't think he would do well in San Francisco. But if he went to Baltimore, I would be optimistic if I was an Alshon owner that him and Flacco could have some chemistry. So then that puts him into 33%. I'm just using that as an example. Well, that puts him into 33%, uh, Tyler, because one, you're worried about just like heart and, yeah. you know, like talent alone because he dropped off so bad. So that's a factor. Then you got free agency. It's 50 50. He can land in a good spot or a bad spot. So you have three different things, three different possibilities to determine how you feel about Alshon, and two of them are bad. Uh, here, here's the deal. But didn't he come back and do well, though? I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'd... He's not I, – I think he's a talented guy. I just think he he just relies on his talent too much and is lazy. Okay. That's my thing. Like, and, right. and I'm worried that once he gets, the dude gets paid, he's just going to get lazier. I feel like I'd give up a fir- like late first for Alshon still. A late first. Listen, you were offering me a first round pick on a team that was not going to the playoffs, so I was down. Okay. Yeah, I know. So now that's the thing. I didn't make the playoffs in that league, so I wouldn't give up my first. But now that if I was on a team that did make the playoffs, I would give up a first. Okay. Me personally. So it's it's borderline. Obviously, we're 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 all splitting hairs here. We would. It's around a first, like a middle of the first round pick in this year's draft. So let's put it. Let's put it on the pod. Let's put it on tape for history. Will Alshon. Be a top twenty-four fantasy receiver in twenty sixteen, Mike. I just not, not, he, fin- he finished fifty-five this year. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the top, like you know, the guys around the, the twenty range. So twenty-four is a, a wide receiver two. Well, I'm going to say yes. be a wide receiver two next year. Yes, Matt, will he be a wide receiver two next year? Yes. Yeah, because like but I think low so end. you're but I low think so end. But I mean you're looking at like guys like, you know, Terrell Pryor was nineteenth. I'd rather have Alshon Jeffrey than Terrell Pryor. Than T Peasy? I mean, I'm just using that as an example. Do you know like, his Twitter account? He's Richard, gonna be a superstar. Richard Matthews was also up there, like twenty one. So I mean right. yeah, I would rather have, like, I would I, rather have him than Mike Wallace or Richard Matthews. Well you gotta think about guys that fell off like Keen Allen, um Alan Sammy Robinson. Watkins, yeah, Allen right. Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, guys that fell off that will jump back in. Mo- potentially jump back in that is. So, I'm gonna say yeah, he's top twenty four. Um, okay. Um and then I wanna talk to you a little about this twenty sixteen rookie class. All right. Okay. So you weren't really here for all the rookie talk, the rookie mm-hmm. redrafts and everything. Mm-hmm. Your overall thoughts on the 2016 rookie class. Um, for example, obviously Zeke Elliott is a number one rookie, right? But without question. Without a doubt. I mean, this is a guy that I argued before that he's the number one overall. Let me ask you this before we get into that. Zeke Elliott, where do you put him in dynasty running backs value? Out of, so the top three consensus are David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott. I asked Matt, that, me and Matt, this a couple weeks ago. I'm asking you to rank those guys in order. In Mike Yozipovich's dynasty rankings, rank those quarterbacks and the running backs in the order that you would I want think them. Probably Zeke one. Concur. Because of age, for sure. Uh huh. Like, I think Le'Veon is probably like maybe most like the best, maybe, but he's, he's the, you know how running backs are. You know, you get this, he's older than, I like Zeke. Just a rookie. He's awesome. Uh-huh. I would probably, oh, man. It's dude, tough, that's right? tough. It is tough. I mean, you want all three of them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but say, so so the, you, you have a startup draft. Would, you can only do draft running backs. Zeke went first. Now you're in a clock at two. I'd probably take Le, Le'Veon Bell, too. Yeah. And David Johnson, three. Okay. I think that's how I had him. I think, I don't I, remember I that. feel like I have David Johnson higher. I had David Johnson higher. First. It's a win-win situation. And it was only because, uh, it's only because Le'Veon's one puff away from getting another suspension. Okay. That's, that's the only reason. Yeah, like, that is his biggest deterrent. There's literally, like, 
that you're splitting hairs, and that's just you know that I went one way. Because we can all agree that Le'Veon's the best running back in the NFL right now, correct? I think so. He's yeah. pretty amazing. Okay. Um. So Zeke's out of the picture because he's just in a whole another stratosphere. Now let's get to these rookies, Mike. I want you're on the clock. Number two in this draft, a redraft for you. Who are you taking? I, and let me give you some names because okay. you know I know you're a little stuffed up over there. Your brain's yeah. probably not working properly. Redraft of like what, what? What are we talking like? Rookies. About, okay, just rookies. So say okay. you, you you hop into your DeLorean. Mm-hmm. You're going back in time. You know everything that you know right now. Okay. We're back in front of my pool. Okay. It's a rookie draft all over again. Yeah. You know you your team suck balls. Uh-huh. Uh You have the number two overall pick in the in the league. Okay. You didn't trade for it. Your just team sucked. Okay. Okay. You're terrible dr- fantasy draft owner team owner. Okay. You're terrible at what you do. Here you are at number two. Okay. Looking poorness in the face. Mm-hmm. On the, on the board, you have a guy like Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell, Josh Dotson, Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard, Hunter Henry. Who are you taking number two overall? It's funny how that, um, I mean, when you read those, like, it just doesn't sound like all that attractive, like how it did when we were drafting. You know what I mean? No, like, well, Laquan Treadwell is, you know, yeah. the bee's knees. Yeah. Because we love them. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know Mike and I talked, Matt and I talked about this. To us, it's a clear-cut no-brainer for number two. Uh, Michael Thomas? Correct. Right, right. So, so, so we would all say that's not clear-cut number two. So now... So, I mean, you're basically just saying, like, Ohio State is, the, is awesome. It's what you're trying to say, No, Mike. I'm definitely not trying uh, to say that. I just took an Ohio State player one and two and in a rookie draft. I know, I know. I just wanted to see uh, if I could get Mike to say that. Blood flow. No. So, so let me talk about some of these guys. I'm going to bring up okay. their names. I want your thought about Corey Coleman. Dynasty value going forward after one year. This is a guy that, you know, the first receiver off the board in the NFL draft, explosive. The Browns are going to have a lot of draft picks to build around this team. Yeah, I would hold. I mean, like, for, for me, like, his value from the rookie draft to now st- still holds path to me. I mean, the Browns need a quarterback, and they need a line. And, but I, I think, like, if you have faith that they can find, I mean, Odds are one of these times, right? They got to get a QB for God's sake. You think right? odds? Yeah, you think odds? Like I, I don't know. Like I, I, yeah, I'm gonna say Corey Coleman still holds the same. Like I, I don't, I don't look at him more like negatively. You know, I think he, he's about the same as I thought he would be. Concur. He showed flashes. You know, and, you know obviously he broke his hand, which he, you know he lost. He lost a big stressor this, so this have, season. If you wear a dynasty nerd shirt, that's always a potential of something happening. The dynasty right. nerd shirt. You never know. You. With a lot of high fives coming in. Correct. Um, Josh Dotson. The arrow pointing down. I just uh, that sucks. I don't know. I just arrow pointing down for me. What worries about him is his his big play. Ability was his explosiveness and his big playability. And that Achilles is, that Achilles be is a bad injury. And the problem was, it wasn't just a problem like, oh, in the beginning of the year, there's a little bit of problem, and he got, you know, they just put him on IR. It was a problem. Like, they were just waiting on him all year. It, it just never, his it, whole, it just it never healed. It never got better. Yeah. It never, never got better. I mean, from a dude that I tore my Achilles before, you know, and I'm like infinitely slower when I run now. You know, like, and to try to even run is like it's 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 very it's you notice it yeah i I don't notice any pain per se but i'm definitely slower i'm but by no means am i like a you know an nfl player i'm just a normal dude but from a normal guy standpoint it's definitely it 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 slowed me down and i've never recovered necessarily speed wise yeah to me uh, we i compared to like almost like just of recent comparison is brashad perriman somebody that just 
you know, hurt the two first two years, it's like, okay, it's over. It's you know, it's like it's over before it even Especially starts. Especially if that's your like that's your gimmick. You know what I mean? Like you, you, the explosiveness and it's that it's gonna it's gonna be reduced. There's no way around it. I feel like. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm with you with the air. I'm still pessimistically optimistic, if that makes sense. That doesn't make any sense, um, but all right. Yeah, well, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> That's all right, though. That's all right. Listen, I'm pessimistically... I'm sure the, I'm sure the listeners have come to... Realize that. That was just a richism. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm pessimistically optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Josh... Slightly di- optimistic, maybe? There you go. I'm right. slightly optimistic. That's the way I want... That's what I really meant to say, but you know, I'm a little stuffed up, too. Um, Josh Dotson, I agree. I mean, you obviously you're not selling this guy. This is a guy that probably you took number fourth overall, as high as possibly number two in your rookie draft, and you're kind of just stuck. Um, is it worth maybe trying to gamble, like try and get him for a second round pick, which you won't be able to do? Maybe somebody feels like us, and like, hey, this guy's not doing good. Do you think he's, or would you just rather gamble at this point? Is his value so low in your eyes? Would you just rather just gamble on a second round pick this year and take one of those guys? Like the thing, you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, second round pick, and you know, whatever. I, I would have to you know see who's there see who's there like i'm not gonna blindly trade a second round pick because you know sometimes you get into that draft and then you know there's guys you want and then they're gone and then you're in that little like no man's land of who do i like i don't want to maybe reach for a guy that you know maybe i can get him you know maybe he'll slip or whatever you know that value game that you try right. to play and then you get stuck in no man's land and you're like ah, i would have rather had well yeah because you say that all the time we talked about that before like don't tr- you want to make sure when you make these trades you do it when you're on the clock because otherwise you, you know. have time and then you don't know like there's a guy there's two guys for sure that will be there and all of a sudden you're on the clock and the guy goes right before you and you're like I don't like anybody. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Then you were like, oh, I shouldn't have done that then. All so. right, what about um, Sterling Shepard? Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, like I think he did about as well as I figured that he would. See, I'm, I'm a fan. I actually think I mean, like I, his arrow is pointing drastically up. I think if, the, okay. if the, the Giants could get one of these really good tight ends in this class, it's a really strong tight end class, mm-hmm. and then grab one of these guys and do something at running back, for the Giants, I think this offense, I think he complements Odell Beckham perfectly. Right, yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's never going to overtake Odell, so you're definitely dealing with a guy that's a number two for... I think know. he's Jarvis Landry, is what I'm thinking. Okay. He's something some like that. He's going to catch a ton of footballs. Okay. Get get you know get right around 1,000 yards every year, which is really, really good. Yeah. You know, um, you can't undermine that. I think Sterling Shepard, Arrow, I think he's somebody that's consistently... Again, falls in that Jarvis Landry category. Consistently be a wide receiver too for like the get, next four or five years. Get you like fifteen points every week, something yeah, like that. I think I was low when it gets you like eight, you know. But I'm consistently, yeah, getting you right around like you know twelve to fifteen points. Yeah, no, which I is, mean, I'm, I'm definitely not down. I just think, hey, for one year, I think he he did well, and he he would be about where we thought, what fifth, sixth, something like that. Probably yeah. a little bit higher now because when you take a couple guys out. See, when I talk about guys like that too, I think. I mean, I'd rather have him than you know than Josh Doxson. So yeah, and when you but when you talk about guys like this in this draft, even in the long term of fantasy football. When you think of guys like that, we just said, okay, we, if I think Sterling Shepard could consistently be a wide receiver too, a guy that you just said could possibly consistently score you around 12 points. Let's even lower it a little bit. We said 15, uh, 15, 12 points every single week. That guy is so valuable in fantasy football. He's on, I mean, those are the guys that win you championships in fantasy football because those guys are so hard to come by. I, mean, we talk, I talk about all the time, the best ability is reliability, something that you can rely on to put in right. your lineup. A guy like that, you can, you know, if he somehow ended up being your wide receiver three, 
now even your wide receiver too, that's a guy that could build, win your championship. And here we are, even in our rookie rankings right now, we have him right behind Corey Coleman. We have him still in Shepard again because everybody it goes right back to that point so we're making you, last so week. So where of, do you have him? Like three or four or probably four, right? I have him at four. Yeah, so like what word, I mean, I'm just roughly trying to, think back he was probably like sixth right six i took him yeah six. yeah so i mean right we're about right where he had him maybe a little an arrow pointing up but if i mean as of right now you, you go a little bit higher still you're going to Corey coleman so we i'd fall in that category of two still shooting for upside and Corey coleman on talent though yeah but that, i mean it's a, i think it still goes back to the Achilles, speaking of achilles heels an achilles heel in dynasty fantasy football where we talked about it earlier about the top nine where everybody's always shooting for the stars and it's kind of like going back to the saying of like, you don't know you had that good girl until she was gone. Kind of like we're still in shepherds. Like you over miss him because he's not a superstar, but he's really consistent and really good every single week. So based off that consistency, like, yeah, he's going to be a solid, say 12 to 15 point guy. But I think Corey Coleman could possibly be better than that. He could, he, be, he yeah. could easily be worse, though, too. You Couldn't know? you see the so. dynasty community looking at it as like, if I had to pick one five in this year's draft, the 17th fifth pick, overall pick in the 17th draft, and somebody came up to you and said, hey, I'll give you the fifth pick for Still and Shepard, do you feel like majority would say, yeah, for sure, here's Still and Shepard, take him? Uh, I feel like people would say, yeah, I'll take, oh, the, yeah. I'll take the high first round pick. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like to deal in you know like first year player because it's so hard so hard yeah, but, right. um, i mean because like look at what if you like with Corey coleman i kind of think of like you know different scenario but like the melvin gordon thing you know melvin gordon did not couldn't score a touchdown his first year and then the second year he broke out everybody that sold out sold out and got out now they're now they're, they're kicking themselves in the butt right but you say the same thing you can make the opposite statement about people that sell out and they get out at the right time at the same time. I know it's always, it's, so it's, it's early, not a science. Man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, not it's a science. definitely not a science, but the um, rookies, you got to be patient, man. Okay, so opposite spectrum of that. Okay. Laquan Treadwell. Guy had one catch all year long. Yeah, you got to be disappointed. I mean, disappointed, I think, would be not You got to be word. disappointed like, in I'm me my and th- you. Yeah, I got to open my thesaurus on this one. Them. So, Laquan we are, Treadwell. We were selling them so hardcore. Yeah, you got to be disappointed in our synopsis. I thought for sure, I mean... Matt makes a good observation on this too with Zimmer, how he just does not play rookies, and he makes them sit on the bench, and yeah. they usually they're not overly productive. So there's, there's still potential there. Yeah, I and mean, he I mean, does I, I think he does it. I, I think he does it if they're not ready, and I just don't think he the dude was ready. Right, mentally, I don't think he was there. And it has to be mental because physically yeah. he's ready. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, I'm hoping that next year he comes around, and hopefully, you know, he spent all off season getting into it mentally and and getting himself prepared, and and you know, we'll hopefully we'll see a whole different look yeah. on Treadwell. See the one that I saw on tape at Ole Miss, you know. And I'm doing if I'm in this year's class, if I have anywhere after like pick seven, right around there, even maybe around pick seven, I'm selling any pick. I, I'm I'm trying my every league I'm in, I'm trying to get Laquan Treadwell off somebody. For that pick, and I'm gambling because I again, so I'm sure people would be selling just because that's how people are. And the, and the fact that he wasn't injured and he caught didn't play at all. I mean, it's a huge deterrent for somebody. Right, right. The way I look at it is the guy still he was a first round pick, right? And Zimmer's a young coach, so they're invested in this player on their offense. They have Stephon Diggs, right? Stephon Diggs is the potential to be a number one receiver too. So they have a compliment to him, so not, they don't have to put all the pressure on him. I think Laquan Treadwell could be one of those pleasant surprises. Like, yeah, we, you know what? Well, that's right. He was a first round pick. He was a really good receiver, and he starts to show up next year. I still like Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, I do, do too. You? Yeah, I do. 
I do. You have to be disappointed, but I, I like Yeah, it. you have to be disappointed because you still want to see production. You want to see something just you, to make you feel good about your investment. Like Corey Coleman, like we saw like, the game versus say, Baltimore right. with the catches and the two touchdowns. You saw right. you saw the potential there. You saw no potential in Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. Um, we talked about Jordan Howard, Derrick Henry. Um, I know we were... I, I took him in our league. I, I liked him, and I, I like what I see this year. So I have no qualms with him. I don't know. You hate him? By yeah. the look on your face. Yeah, I don't like him. Why? I just don't think. I get. I, I don't even, even. I don't even get it. It goes right back to our rookie draft statement. Was I don't think he's a bad running back, right? Okay. I don't. I don't think he's a bad player. It, it, it go to the one, two things, right? One, Todd, like he doesn't catch footballs. It's always a deterrent okay. when you're a running back. He does not catch football, so it makes you touchdown dependent, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a huge deterrent right there. Okay. Um, I just don't think his running style, his body tape. His body type is long for the NFL. I think his window is about a two to three year window. I think that's it. And for a guy that doesn't have long term value, who's touchdown dependent, who on his best day, on his best days, he's going to get you like 20 something points on his best days, but he's going to average you. It's a running back that you're going to rely on to be a running back one, or not even that, you're going to rely on to be a running back two that you want to start, who's just going to consistently give you about eight to nine points. How many people behind him, and I I don't know, so maybe you can make me look stupid right now. How many people that went behind him would, you know, I mean, like, I think he goes where, you know, where he should have. Okay, and, and granted, I think he's still borderline... For, I think when we did our rookie redraft, he went 12, right? Right around there. Like, he was still a first-round pick. I don't remember on the rookie But, I mean, leader. so for guys, I would take ahead yeah, of him. I feel him. like I took him, like, eighth or something like okay. that. Okay, Hunter Henry, I would take above him. I would rather gamble on C.J. Proceis from I saw C.J. Proceis no, ahead of Derrick Henry. Not me. Um, what about Tyler Boyd? No. Tyree Kill? Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, Hunter Henry, too, yeah, and Tyree Kill. Okay. I mean, I the, mean, that's fair enough, but you could also say... This draft class was weak, I mean, so you it's, could, not, you could, it's not a lot of depth. Right. I mean, you, it's just a weak draft class. You know, so, and I could see those other guys, like, based on your team makeup, too, you know? Well, I mean, I, what about, like, a guy like Paul Perkins, running back for running back? Would you rather have Paul Perkins no. or, or Derrick Henry? Derek see, Henry. I feel like... I feel like Paul Perkins has more... Upside. Upside. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think if, if Paul Perkins works out, he could be Green, I, or Green Bay, the, the Giants, the Giants running, back. running back. And Paul Perkins came on strong at the end of the year. Right. He, he did. He Absolutely. did. So for me, for my, for, again, going off in college tape, and from what I saw this year, I'd much rather, yeah, not much rather, slightly rather have Paul Perkins because upside. Okay. Again, even if, even if, like a guy that we were talking about last week that we like, like Alvin Kamara, right? Right. Where Alvin Kamara has a potential to possibly be a three down back, but but he seems like it'd be like a really good like theoretic kind of change of pace at the, kind of at back. At the least. At right. the very least. Right. I'd much rather take a guy that's gonna catch those footballs week in, week out, than a guy like Derek Henry. Right. Because like look at Todd again, it goes back to Todd Gurley, the most one of the most talented running backs we saw coming out in mm-hmm. college. He just simply doesn't catch the football, which is which is again this is about. This isn't about talent. Derrick Henry is a really good, big, strong running back. Yeah. For what he does in the NFL, I mean, you would hope his ceiling would be somebody that scored a lot of touchdowns, which would fall into that Legarrette Blunt category, right? I mean, I could see that though, because I think the Titans are. I mean, I, I mean, I was a year off. I th- but I think they're on. They're, they're on, on the, the come up, up for sure. For and sure. I think the the way if they get Mike Williams I, from you, Clemson, you make a great you make a great point about the not catching footballs. However, I do like that tandem at running back i feel like they're they're doing it the right way they're bringing him along right they didn't just throw him in there they have you know demarco murray obviously 
But like, I, I just feel like everything that they're doing there with the offense, I feel like. I, I mean, yeah, they're doing a good point. job. I think I feel like I called it almost to a T, like what they were going to do. Like they were going to run DeMarco Burry like crazy and early, then early in the games. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, and then like Derrick Henry comes in and blasts people when he, you know, when they're all exhausted. Right. Yep. Good so, assessment. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, too, like, again, he's coming and spelling people. I still want to see him be the every down back, that big body up style running back that he is. Again, I mean, he's a big guy on um, this more, pr- more prone to injury. And, again, it just comes down to the PPR running backs. I'm always going to choose them over those big-time bruisers. I mean, to me, it takes a really special talent for a guy not to catch footballs, and that's like a guy like Adrian Peterson. Right. I mean, even LeGarrette Blunt, he had a good year this year. But, I mean, throughout his career, he's had up-and-down years because he is so touchdown-dependent. Like yeah, said. and he had to go to a team like the Patriots to score, what, like 18 touchdowns this year, 20 touchdowns this year? It's disgusting. Right. And I mean, this is like the first time you've been able to legitimately use him like almost every week. So, you know? so I mean, again, and I, and I think I've said this very clear about Hunter Hen- uh, Derek Henry. It's just kind of not for long. I mean, I just don't think he's a long-term okay. solution. Um, if you got him, you have him. But he, he, and he'd fall, and I think if you, even if he, he falls in the category of a running back, even when you do have him, like even like a, like a Garrett Blunt at times, not obviously last year. We're like, you might go, oh, do I start him or I start this guy? Yeah, you know, it's like he's eight points, eight points, eight points, eight yep. points, and then you don't start him, and he scores three touchdowns. Um, Hunter Henry. I mean, I like him. I, what's what's not, not to, to like? like right? Yeah, Cleveland all the way. Yeah, me and Matt, we can't say enough about him. We love this guy. We think he's a top tier um, tight end prospect. Yeah, in the making. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Um... He obviously showed enough throughout the year. I mean, I think everyone knows our feelings on him. So, I mean, if Mike's on board, I mean, he definitely flashed great He showed enough where I definitely in. Uh, Kent Dixon? Mm, I don't know. I'm indifferent. Best case, change of pace back. Yeah. Getting you, like, one of those guys that you want to have on your roster in case the starter in Baltimore goes down. You can still put in there on your bye weeks or injury because he still has a potential to get you like six to ten points on his catching ability alone. And he's just like a depth guy on your team. Right. Depth Unfortunately, guy. I mean, I was probably higher on him um, going into the year and that, that FCL injury kind of, kind of. I mean, it hurt him. He, he got off to a really slow start. And now, I mean, I could see Baltimore definitely going running back in this year's draft. Oh, it's such a deep draft. Yeah. So I mean, any team that has get, remote if they get running back Dalvin questions. Cook. They're not getting Dalvin Cook. He's not falling that far. Just but hey, that. if they do, yeah, yeah, look out. That's just yeah. Anyway, it's a running back. You never know, man. Guys can slip. And I think we're gonna bring yeah. Mike. We're gonna bring Mike back to get his rookie take, though. But I mean, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you're right. Yeah, he's. I, I said no matter where he goes, he's gonna be good. Literally, no matter Absolutely. where he goes, you go to I any team and be good. Um, Will Fuller, Mike. Now I want to say this too. I saw this on. A, I just saw this. I was on a uh, Dynasty Nerds. I was looking at comments, and somebody wrote on Dynasty Nerds to go. After listening to your latest podcast, I will never listen to your podcast again. How do you not have Will Fuller in your – it was our 2016 rookie redraft. Uh How can I take the advice of people that don't have Will Fuller in the first round who's an NFL first-round pick? And I go, obviously you don't listen to the podcast, period, because we've been talking about Will Fuller being poop all year long. And two, just because a guy's taking the first round, he's guaranteed to be good in the NFL? Heck no, man. Darius no. Hayward Bay. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> have fun. Taking, like, six. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have fun. Never listen again for how many first round busts are there. Are. Yeah. Now, me and Matt are on record for saying that Will Fuller will never be a good fantasy yeah, football I feel player. Like I've, and I feel like I've heard you guys, you hate him. How do you feel about Will Fuller? I don't hate him as much as you do. I mean, you guys like really hate him. I feel like if he was here, you would tell him to his face you hate him. 
I, again, it's not personal. I just don't think he's a. Fan. If, if he was here, I would I would check his hands to make sure yeah. he has all ten <laughs> fingers because I don't think he does, man. Yeah. At least, maybe some of them are nubs. Or, I'm not sure because he can't catch the ball. Yeah, it just falls in. The, he falls in the category. He really helps the NFL team. Um, we said this when he was drafted. Sure, you know, right. a guy that can catch a, a deep ball for 80 yards yeah. every here and there and score a big touchdown like that. Yeah, he's really good. I and mean, I just don't see anywhere like where you're relying on him for fantasy purposes. No. I see know, Braxton Miller playing them next year. That's me. I think Braxton Miller is a brighter spot. Like if you tell me right now, who do you want, Braxton Miller or Will Fuller? Give me Braxton Miller. I mean, I, I saw Braxton Miller play in college, and the guy is just electric. Like that guy yeah. in the open He's field electric. is ridiculous. Boogie, boogie. <laughs> I mean, Will Fuller is just like go deep and, and maybe hopefully the guy catches it. You know, you, I mean, that song stuck in my head right now. <laughs> boogie woogie. <laughs> what a good saying boogie woogie uh, is too. Boogie woogie yeah. woogie woogie. Yeah, what a good what a good saying that is. Uh-huh. Um, a couple guys here. Now I want to get through it for this rookie before we wrap this up here too. And I do want to mention our super flex league and about the response we right, had there. Right, right. Um. Devontae Booker, are you up or down on him real quick? Uh, I would say just I'm indifferent. I T- don't know. Tyler Boyd? I, I, yeah, I like Tyler Boyd. I'm up. I always like Tyler Boyd, though. I, was I know, a big but that's what I'm saying. You were a huge Boyd fan yeah. going in. Like, you uh-huh. had him at number five overall. Right. The thing that, for me, is like, because A.J. Green was out, right? So, um, i just like to see what he would do. Like, hey, if everything was real life and A.J. Green's playing and he plays and let's... As a whole. Yes. S- I think I think next year, but I do like Tyler Boyd. Second but. year in the offense with AJ Green, with Tyler Eifert, with both running backs. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be one of those guys that can be like a wide receiver three. Right yeah, around fair enough. Yeah. Um, just a couple more guys. Um, Malcolm Mitchell. Are you buying Mike Malcolm yeah, Mitchell in Georgia, I think uh, I, I would, New England? Yeah, because I was down on him. You know, I always get nervous about the injury stuff. You know, I, and it seemed like it was going to be. Worse than it was. He played a lot sooner than I had anticipated. I don't know about you guys. There's just starting to come out of Georgia, and then obviously gets hurt right away in New yeah. England. And you're like, okay, we see where this is going. Right. right. That's what it seemed right. like. The writing was on the wall, and then he came out and did pretty well. And then you're in New England. Maybe, you know, maybe he could be the guy. I don't know. Because um, it seems like isn't it weird too? I'd be that inter- it comes to that. Like players that just get hurt, like they're always they never come to like they're it never works. Like when does that work out? We're like, oh, they yeah. they got hurt in college, they get hurt in the pros, like. They never work out, right? Like, literally never? It's, it is hard to really turn that around. And that's what, uh, not to change the subject and bring up 2017, that's what, that's what worries about me about Fournette in this year's draft. Right. I, what, did I, I, didn't I not tell you that, like, in October, Rich, when we were talking about it, maybe November, when we were talking about Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette, yeah. and you're like, you know, I think at that time, you know, you had Fournette yeah. first. And I was like, no, nah, dude, it's Dalvin Cook for sure is number one. All everything here's what I'll say about that. Everything I've been reading about that ankle and what Fournette's been saying has eased my mind a little bit about it. Okay, I mean, fair enough. But he's always like got a little something going on. Right. I mean, a great example. Um, Dalvin Cook's got the shoulder thing going on. A, a thing. A, a guy, Jonathan Stewart, dude came into the league first year, injured his foot. He's had ankle and foot injuries literally every single year, and he misses like three games a year yeah. because of it. No, I see. And it. he's an all. I mean, he was an all-world talented guy coming out of college. Coming he out, he was. Of Oregon. Ex- yeah, you're right. He was yeah. an extremely talented running back. And, he, um, and he's just, and he's still, he's still a productive guy when he's there. But he's literally been injured every single year. We'll see. I think. I, I don't th- hate I think Fournette that, by yeah, no, saying that. I'm no, just saying me I, neither. But based up between those two, give me Dalvin Cook every time. I that guy is a legit game changer. And you agree? And you, you, you're. I'm just, just to make this clear. I'm sure every dynasty pundit out there right now. Is give me your top give me your top four in order of the rookies right now going to this draft class. So it would be Dalvin Cook. Yep. 
um, Leonard Fournette, Mike Williams, and then um, uh, from Western Michigan, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, yes. So that's your top, and that's, yeah, and that's your order my, too and for right now. Yeah, that's my order right now. Okay. But I, I think like for me, there's a a top three. I mean, I want one of those top three guys. Yeah. See, I'm a, see, I'm a, I'm in a completely different boat than you. Okay. And I know Matt and I are actually both the Matt and I, it's top four. Like it's like those top four are the elite. Okay. Um and I actually have Corey Davis ahead of Mike Williams. No way. I so, do not either. No way. Yeah, I, I not it's close, chance. but um but Mike Williams I think just has more upside. Yes, right. I think I think I mean, Corey Davis really like he looked like a uh, like a man in the bowl game against Stanford. Or, uh yeah, they, no, they didn't play Stanford, that was North Carolina. Um Darn it! Who the heck did uh, Western Michigan play? They played. Uh, didn't they play Stanford? Right? Nebraska? Yeah, I think it might have been Nebraska. I, I was trying to remember too. I, I can't. Well, remember. listen, we're yeah. gonna bring we're gonna bring Mike back. Long story short, though, he was like against use him against a big a big school like a uh, NFL that puts out NFL players. Big Ten, like yeah. one of the major. Yeah, you know, it slipped my mind. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, we mentioned last week when we were talking about receivers, um, Corey Davis did play the Big Ten, right? So he mm-hmm. did play the Big Ten. I mean, he played Ohio State even. He had four, I think he had like four catches for some of the yards. But versus the Big Ten, um, he did have like some solid like numbers. Versus the Big Ten, which was five games, he had four touchdowns and 450 yards versus the Big Ten. pretty good. Um, he had, he, again, he had four straight seasons of 50-plus catches uh, with plus 900-plus yards every single year uh, over that. So, again. Again, it's gonna be. I'm in. So, the who's mind. your? What's your solidified top four? Mine is Cal, Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. Corey Davis, Mike Williams. Mm. But at the same time, I like Mike Williams a lot. There's just a there's a couple more concerns. I I I literally have no concerns whatsoever with Corey Davis. None. I think he's gonna be good. I think okay. his worst case scenario in the NFL is a wide receiver too, like a low end wide receiver. I think it's his floor pretty much. Um, obviously, Mike Williams has a ceiling to be up there top six top seven fans receiver i think Corey davis has potential as well i just think Corey davis is so safe he's so good and it's so close between him and mike williams mm-hmm. where is out of a draft like this i'm coming away with a stud and i think there's absolutely just how like i feel like dalvin cook will be good no matter where he goes i think Corey davis will be good no matter where he goes just a couple things and i think i think without those huge those two big games in the playoffs from Mike Williams really eased my, that. Like that was great. I mean, it's there's no way I can see how people will just put, hey, Mike Williams is number three for sure. There's no way about it. like we did in big games. It's just I want to see that translate every single week in the NFL because there is some times in Clemson where you know, and I don't know what it was with the drops and things along those lines with Mike Williams and did he use some of his size and his physicality as a, a pro bonus there. But, again, I like Mike Williams. I think he's a, he's a stud. If he goes to Tennessee, I mean, which is a really good pick, and yeah. go with Marcus Mariota. Ah, unbelievable. Maybe then I'll change my tune. But as of right now, to me, it's Corey Davis. And like I said, we're okay. going br- to bring Mike back. Um, we're going to do a 27 rookie class uh, more in depth as a whole. I know we did a mock draft, but we're going to – Mike now Mike watches tons of college football, tons in depth. Um, and he's a, he knows more about the Hurricanes than I would argue anybody else in the entire world. Uh, well, that's yeah, pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty fair, right? Uh, I, sometimes I feel like that. Like David Njoku. 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 Yeah. See, okay. he even knows his name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I always see these like um these uh, uh mock drafts where they have it. They have him going late first round, high second. 
right now. Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. Right. I pray that he goes in the late first round. That means he's going to go to, to a, a really team. awesome team. Like him and the Giants would be terrific. Uh, be unbelievable. Like, dude, to me, like in these in rookie mocks, I, 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 I'm, I bet he's a fringe first rounder. I bet by the end, you talk to in April or May or whenever we do, I bet he's a, he's a first round. No, pick we, I mean, I, we, t- we talked about it last week. Right. We said, okay. we said the biggest risers in this rookie draft year in 17 are going to be the tight ends. Obviously the running backs and the biggest fallers are going to be these, these guys like John Ross and Juju Smith, Juju Smith. are yeah. going to fall to the back end of the round. Cause the best yeah. value is going to be at running back when all these guys get drafted, but some of these names are going to get hurt for where they land. But tight end is going to be the biggest riser in this draft and the best value. Because I did a rookie mock draft with some other staff writers and some other websites. I got David Njoku and say it again. Njoku. Njoku. First pick in the third round. And there's no way. I mean, way I saw that. And I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, no chance. There's no chance. There's no he, chance. Because let me put it this way. I know in the Dynasty Nerds League, for example, that I have the, third, the fourth pick in that league. I have Rob Gronkowski, and I got, like, Dwayne Allen. I have nobody else. I know 100%, 100% out of that draft, I'm coming away with a tight end in the second round. Like, mm-hmm. no brain. Like, it doesn't matter what value there's going to be at running backs or whatnot. I'm coming away with a tight end because it's a position of need, and I know for sure that there's going to be good value there. Sure. And I think he falls in that category where you say he's going to be borderline first-round dynasty pick. I could still see him. I think it's to take him being a first-round pick in the NFL to get him there. I think that's yeah, because he is raw still, you know. I mean, like he's not fully developed. Like maybe say, um, you, like he, when Winslow came out or Jeremy Shockey, like those guys seem like not from a fantasy title, from an NFL perspective, those guys were pretty complete. Better than know? Clive Walford. Oh yeah, two different, completely different. He's like an, he, this Najoku guy. He's athletic. Man. Oh, he's yeah. yeah he's he more is. along Woo. the lines of. Jimmy Graham, right? You know, so like Miami's got a has had a, a whole slew full tight ends in the NFL, and then they've had different style tight ends too. They've put blocking backs out that can catch the ball, like uh, traditional tight ends, like um, you know, if you remember back in the day, like Bubba Frank yeah, right, and like right, uh, um, Kevin Everett from Buffalo Bills, the dude that got paralyzed. If you remember him, like, right. but he was a, a second or third round pick too. You know, those are like prototypical. Clive Walford more falls on in the outside of that and then you had the middle then the super athletic guys were like jimmy graham david njoku and then um winslow and, and Callan winslow right. like so he's in between like the winslow um jimmy graham and then in the middle then you have those the solid guys like the shockies and, so, and, and um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back and, into you know. it but as of right now would you say he is the potential to be a top six fantasy tight end for a long time. I think ago. so. If he goes to the right team, I okay. think so. I mean, you know, it's one of those things like say, say the Browns took him with the first pick in the second round. Then I'd be like, oh god, you know, do, do they have do they have the means to develop him? I, I don't know. He's definitely is going to be athletic. I think he's going to test. If he goes the to combines, the, he's going to kill it. So if I, he goes to the Packers or he goes to the Giants, I mean, it's, he's going to. You're um, loving it. Oh, loving it. You'd say we'll get I like said, if he went to the Packers and had like. Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, I would just lose my mind. I would definitely think he'll be for sure a first-round pick in Dynasty. Then. So we'll get you back on here within the next couple of weeks about, you know, we'll do a rookie extravaganza. And I know when that's we do... A little, that's a little teaser of what Mike Ooh, has to say about yeah. this. Uh, and, when, and I know we'll get you on, we'll try and get you on again after that when we do, like, our overall after the NFL draft. We'll get, we want to make sure we get you on again, too, for, like, an, an actual mock draft. You know, it's kind of cool, too, this year, just, but you know, because I'm always watching the ACC teams. There's a lot of skill position players. You know, for dynasty, you know, for fantasy football yeah. purposes, right. and that's why that are, are uh, 
there and play a, and a honestly, that's role that I've the watched whole, for a long the whole, time. The whole purpose of getting Mike in here today, what we plan on doing, was talking rookies with you now. But then when you got here, I was like, you know, let's get your recap on the year because you haven't been on the show for over a year. So let's get your recap and everything that's happened. So we'll get you back on. We'll talk about these rookies. Um, Mike's opinion is definitely usually pretty spot on about these rookies. Um, I mean, a lot of the success we've had with the podcast with our rookie talk going back to the last couple of years, a lot of that came from Mike and Mike's opinion. And I feel like when you're on the show, that definitely helps out our audience. So thanks for being back. Uh, again, oh, go- just uh, let's uh, let's edit real quick, though. Just uh, just because we were confused who Western Michigan played. We just looked it up real quick and they played uh, Wisconsin in the bowl. Game. It was Wisconsin. Yeah, not uh, I knew it was a big 10 team. Not Nebraska. I, yeah, I knew it was, right, too. Yeah. And it was like the red and the white. Right. Like, uh, and that's why I said Stanford, Stanford too, right. because then I watched them against North Carolina and it was just all big. I watched all three of those games. But, yeah, but, okay, or, good for you. Yeah. Obviously, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, so I was trying to clear up that. Yeah, I kind of know what hey. I'm talking about a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. I don't know. I know Mike. I don't know if Mike's going to be back next week, but we will have it back on soon. Cool. Um, you can follow Mike on Twitter. Yeah, I might check it. Maybe not. He hasn't, he hasn't made a status update since yeah. September. I asked him, do you still check that Twitter handle at Dynasty Nerd Mike? Um, maybe I will right now okay since i'm hot and i'm fresh you know maybe yeah. i'll be trending there you go you can follow yeah. me on twitter at dynasty rich i'm at dynasty matt follow the site at dynasty nerds on um, the Superflex update member if you donate 25 dollars, you will get a free entry into the Superflex league that will be starting after uh, you get a chance the draft. At, the, at the free entry yeah right. yeah so what we're gonna do is i just want to clarify this we're gonna pick one winner from the 25 dollars entries there's about 36 of you right now um to get a free year in the league. And then we decided, since there's so much interest out of those $25 entry leagues, right. we're going to pick two more people out of those $25 entries that will have to buy their way. And they'll have to pay their $100 entry fee. And then the, those people will also be submitted because then it also gives you a two-year membership to the Nerd Herd. Sure. That's going through that. It gives you automatic, you know, 25 months of being a member of the Nerd Herd for the prize. And... What it's, so it's going to put you back into that drawing, too, because we decided we're going to fill the Superflex League with only members of the Nerd Herd. Yep. That's it. So if you're not a member of the Nerd Herd, sorry, you can't be in the league. So it takes at least a dollar to be a member of the Nerd Herd. Um, so that's how it's going to work. So thanks for everybody that contributed so far. Love all the potential people interest. I'll feel bad for the people that did do it and can't get in, but unfortunately, not everybody could be a winner. Right. Um, some people did. I will say this. Some people did donate multiple times. They did, and that gets you entered um, multiple times. So make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com and try and get into that super flex league with us. It's going to be a really good time. Make sure you get on iTunes. Give us a rating and review if you are ever so kind. Dynasty Nerds t-shirts are available. And just make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com every day for all the great content, rankings, ADP that we are pumping out there. Thanks so much. We'll be back in next week. See ya. See ya. Adios. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.